0: Hello, I'm Hannah Kaplan, and this is the WCS Wild Audio Podcast, where you'll find reported audio stories covering the latest news and newsmakers from WCS's field sites, zoos and aquarium, and their conservation partners. We've got a great show today, so let's get to it. This month, representatives from across the globe will gather in Panama City, Panama, for a meeting of parties to the Convention on International Trade in Endangered Species of Wild Fauna and Flora, or CITES. Leading WCS's delegation is Sue Lieberman, who recently shared her thoughts on what's to come. Nat Moss has the story.
1: The first meeting of CITES in Latin America in 20 years begins on November 14th. Sue Lieberman is Vice President for International Policy at the Wildlife Conservation Society. It's her 13th Conference of the Parties, or COP, as attendees like to say. With 184 countries in the convention, the triennial meeting will be drawing a lot of attention to the global wildlife trade. And for a reason, says Sue.
2: It's the only convention or international agreement between governments that regulates international trade, export, import, for commercial and not commercial reasons, in endangered species, in threatened species, and species that could become threatened.
1: At a time when the United Nations has suggested that as many as a million species worldwide may be at risk of extinction, The regulation of trade in endangered species could not be more important or timely. Sue explains that species are protected by CITES on one of two appendices to the convention.
2: Appendix 1 means that the species are threatened or endangered and no commercial trade is allowed at all. And Appendix 2 are for species that may become threatened if their trade isn't regulated. They're in trouble. They're being overused in the wild. And the trade is allowed, but it must be sustainable and it must be legal and accompanied by a permit issued by the exporting country.
1: Examples of listings of species on CITES Appendix 1 that Sue mentions include the African elephant, pangolins, African gray parrots, and big cats like jaguars and snow leopards. Since regularly traded sharks were first listed on CITES Appendix 2 in 2013, global conservation action has significantly increased, with 18 shark and ray species listed on Appendix 2 in 2019 alone. In Panama, WCS has several key priorities for protection, says Sue.
2: We're focused on freshwater turtles, number one, which are species that are increasingly taken from the wild for the pet trade, for the hobbyist collector trade, and for the food trade. And trade is unsustainable. And there's also significant illegal trade. This is the reptile cop. And CITES parties finally pay attention to the global pet and food trade in reptiles. And we're focused on several proposals for sharks to bring the majority of the shark fin trade under control. In particular, there's an excellent proposal from 40 countries led by Panama on Requiem sharks. And there are other proposals for guitar fish and hammerheads and even freshwater stingrays to put them on CITES Appendix 2 to regulate the trade. Earlier in her
1: career, Sue spent considerable time doing fieldwork in Costa Rica. She has a deep appreciation for the ecological importance of the region and is thrilled that this year's COP will be held in Panama.
2: This is the first CITES meeting in in all of Latin America in 20 years, but it's the first in Central America since 1979. It's very important for the countries in that region that CITES, the other governments, the secretariat, pay attention to what's going on in Latin America. It's not all just about elephants and rhinos as important as elephants and rhinos are. There's going to be a lot of effort to focus on species traded, particularly unsustainably or illegally, from the region, such as the turtles I talked about, such as the glass frogs, and problems with increasing trafficking in jaguars.
1: While decisions over what to list and in which appendix take place every three years at CITES International Meeting, much of the work to support those efforts begins long before.
2: Basically, we started working on this COP, the day after the last one in 2019. Our focus in particular are scientists and experts who work at the national level, work closely with governments to find out what do they need, what species are in trouble. We don't just show up and say, oh, these are good, let's lobby for those. And we focus on where can we make a difference. It's a lot of advocacy behind the scenes. And we'll start working on COP20 the day after this one.
1: Coming in the wake of the COVID pandemic, This year's meeting has another aspect of international trade in species to consider.
2: Commercial markets in live animals wildlife, particularly birds and mammals, have a significant risk of what we call pathogen spillover. Viruses spilling from the animal into other animals like livestock or directly into people that can mutate and become an epidemic or or pandemic. There's a significant high risk from the trade in live birds and mammals. CITES allows trade in some live birds and mammals, and therefore CITES parties do have a role in trying to Reduce that risk.
1: Protecting species in a convention with 184 other countries that all have to agree takes time and patience.
2: I ask Sue how she remains hopeful. You cannot be a conservationist and not be an optimist. The only way we can continue from day to day is that what we're doing in some way is going to make it better. And governments and everyone will agree and wake up that we need to combat the biodiversity crisis. We can't sit back while species decline due to climate change, habitat loss, and all these other factors and do nothing about the fact that the trade is, well, taking them from the wild for commercial reasons, for pet trade far away, for the food trade, for the collector trade, for shoes, for purses, etc, can't continue unsustainably and illegally. You know, there are a lot of pressures. there are economic pressures, lobbyists, people who want to promote more trade because they're making money off of it or for other reasons. But I am optimistic that in spite of the pressures, if we look at CITES over the years and over the decades, that governments will do the right thing and act in the interest of conservation of biodiversity.
1: WCS will have a large delegation at CITES this month, so stay tuned for further reports in the coming weeks. For WCS Wild Audio, this is Nat Moss.
0: The WCS Wild Audio podcast is a production of the Wildlife Conservation Society. Stories reported and produced by Nat Moss, web production by Dan Rosen, with additional production and audio engineering by me, Hannah Kaplan. Please like, rate, or review the show wherever you get your podcasts and email us at nmoss at wcs.org with questions and suggestions for future episodes.